Phoenix Down Radio is on the air. Welcome, everybody, to Phoenix Down Radio, episode number 144. This would be a gross episode. Is it a gross episode? Well, 144. Come on, Sarah would have get it. Well, I'm not Sarah. <laughs> it, 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 it's a math joke. Come on. Anyway. Oh, okay. Well, it's 12 dozen is a gross. 144. Oh, okay. Unfortunately, your math joke didn't add up. <laughs> Well, I'm out. Nowhere to go but down from here. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> and on that terrible disappointment. <laughs> also, you... sorry that we are stupid late. Uh, it turns out when your Mac is like, hey, we need to update this and you, and you ignore it for like a month and a half. Uh, it tells you that it doesn't care what you think and it just does it anyway at the least opportune time. So, yes, uh, we had to wait for uh, Talos's uh, MacBook to finish updating. And uh, you'll notice that we do not have a, a Sare, but uh, joining us instead is the one and only Chili Scorpion. <laughs> Hello, it's me. He I did... mean, snip, 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 snip. I mean, he, he didn't want to be on, 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 on cam, so, well, he, he gets the Chili Scorpion picture instead. Yeah. I don't go on cam, so... Not for many people, rarely ever. We 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 did we didn't offer to pay him enough, and, and we, we did, I didn't want to subscribe to his OnlyFans. So, ah, <laughs> stop promoting my OnlyFans. But it, <laughs> is it someone only... has to? <laughs> <sighs> so, Chili, it's been a while since you've been on the show. How have you been, my friend? Not bad, thank you. Um, like everyone, we've gone kind of crazy, been stuck indoors, but. I mean, I'm normally always indoors, but I always had the option to go outside. Now, without the other option to go outside, it's more like I'm forced to be indoors. Um, the on lockdown, no. lockdown, aren't you? Yeah, we're only finally coming out. Well, yeah, you guys have outdoor had a... restaurants. Go ahead. What? Sorry, Kev. No, I was. I was. All I was going to say is, you guys have really had it rough, you know, in comparison to uh, a lot of places here. I know. I know, uh, Sarah. They've been on a more strict lockdown than uh, a lot of areas like where I'm at. And I don't know how difficult it's been for you, Talis, but uh, I've, I have heard that over in the UK, it's the entire country is basically, you know, yeah. nope, you're shut down for a very yeah, long time. Yeah, everything got shut down. Um, since, since January the 1st, everywhere's been shut down um, except for takeaways. And then about two weeks ago... Uh, about a month ago, schools opened up. Two weeks ago, outdoor dining has opened up, and like not essential shopping, but entertainment shopping, such as you know, like game stores and you know electronic stores, anything that's not considered you know dire needing. Um, and then in two weeks from now, indoor dining and stuff like that opens back up. And then in June twentieth, I think it is is when everything completely opens up. So well, hopefully everything is ready at that point, because <laughs> right? yeah. I know, I know. You know, March uh, of last year. Hey, pack up your stuff. You'll be back in two or three weeks, right? Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> like that's not how that went. Not at all. Yeah. 
But it, it is what it is. Um, some people are trying to do the right thing, and um, well, Chili, we're we're glad that you have been staying safe and uh, mostly sane. You know, yeah, mostly sane. We, we we know you are. It's chili, been a slippery so. slope. <laughs> <laughs> but then we also know uh, you, Chili. So it's it's hard to, yeah. to stay sane when you're when you're Chili. Yeah. But we're glad to have it's you true. on. Um, tell us what you've been up to since the last episode. Um, well, I stream over on my channel a lot more. Been doing that every day. Oh, tell us your voice. Your voice fine. changed. <laughs> it's gonna let him go. Yeah, it's, it's fine. fine. Do what. You, yeah, <laughs> it's all good. Um, apart, oh, sorry, I thought you said chili. No, sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. fine. Go ahead. Keep. What? What have you yeah, been up you said to? Chili, what you've been on since your last podcast? It's been a while. Sorry. <laughs> no, tell us. Carry on. <laughs> Mine is not as interesting now. How do I follow that? Um, well, okay, let's see here. I'm trying to figure out like what my usual script is, and it's like I actually didn't get a car, uh, so like that's been a weird thing. I, I thought you had a whiteboard every with weeks. everything that you've that you've been doing. Yeah, I mean, the last couple of weeks it's been like okay, now that I can use a computer again, it's time to catch up on ten years of technology and entertainment that I've been missing. So uh, that's been fun. Uh, introducing more people to anime, talking, reconnecting with all of my old people that I was chilling with when I was working in the anime industry and doing publication. So that could turn into something cool. Uh, played 14, a bunch. Played Destiny 2, a bunch. Horizon Zero Dawn is free mm -hmm. on PlayStation Store. I'm unhealthy far in it. And... <laughs> Yeah, don't do things out of order in open world games. It definitely ruins the experience, but it's fun nonetheless. <laughs> you are the kind of player who tries to break things, though. It's yeah, I definitely uh, clipped myself into a mountain and killed stuff I wasn't supposed to, got drops I wasn't supposed to, and now have weapons I'm not supposed to. Uh, Pyrocats reminded us that we went and saw the Demon Slayer movie uh, Mugen Train this week, which was phenomenal. Hmm. Cool. So if you are a Demon Slayer uh, did you fan, see that, did you see that Sony screwed that up recently? Oh yeah, that it's already like out and you could just buy it. Well, they removed and refunded everyone, but yeah, they they released it on the PlayStation Store like overnight. Yeah, oops. No, yeah. I wanted to support it in a theater because you know the same thing I was saying when we went and saw the Death Note live action movie, when we saw the Escaflone movie back in the early two thousands, like. I want to go to a theater to support this kind of release mm -hmm. so that we can always have this kind of release. Yeah. I remember when Spirited Away was in four theaters in the entire state and it was a pain in the ass to go and it yep. was still totally worth it. And now here we oh, are yeah. 20 years on. Oh, okay. Now we can just go to your local AMC and just go watch Demon Slayer. I remember when I went to go see um, Baruto, the movie. Mm -hmm. I actually had to book a hotel because I had to travel like three hours on a train and watch it at night because I only had one showing for the whole day. Yep. Um, and the next day was like then, the, the dubbed version or something like that. And mm -hmm. yeah. Um, I, like, and, uh, yeah. And even then we were being too polite because they screwed up the screening because half the subtitles were off the screen. Uh Oh, so, uh, it wasn't until someone came in and realized, why are you, can, can you guys even see the subtitles? We're like, no, but we just didn't want to complain. <laughs> oh, no, I, I, 
I full Karen on shit like that. But um, yeah. Lancetti and Bannon and I, with one of our other friends, uh, Bannon and I traveled about an hour and a half, and Lancetti and one other friend traveled about four hours to go see Yu-Gi-Oh! The Dark Side of Dimensions. Hmm. Uh, I, I wanted to see rough. that movie so badly. It's very good if you read the manga, if you know the characters. If you are the person that played the card game and found out there was a cartoon that went with it, it was not that good of a movie. <laughs> Let's I mean, see. I, I knew about the cartoon more than I did the actual card game. Let's see. I think I had to drive a couple hours to go see the uh, uh, the Full Metal Alchemist movie because it was like only showing for one day at, at oh, a theater. Oh, Conquer, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was worth it, but it's just like and we still here in Minnesota. We actually still have that a lot where these movies are only going to be available for. Two showings on this day, and then two showings on the other day. One, one day is subbed, one day is dubbed. I love and hate Fathom events, but, you know, this is how we have to start, yeah. is stuff like this. And being anime fans for as long as we have, we remember sitting in queue on IRC to download one real media file to get an episode <laughs> that we then had to fucking delete to have enough space to download the next episode a week later, or two weeks later, or a year later. Like, that's what we did, Hell, I... and that's how we started. Now I'm like, hang on, let me go ahead and add that to my queue on my phone during <laughs> our podcast. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And I'll watch it on a screen in the other room later. As someone who lived in the UK, I still can't believe how hyped I was in, like, I think it was 2010? When Dragon Ball got its first official, like, video release. Because we never got VHS. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. No, that's perfect timing, yeah. but wow. Yeah. Our first like release was like 2009, 2010 for like purchasable. Yeah, we could watch it, but we couldn't actually purchase any DVDs. <sighs> so And now I sit just staring at my little shelf. It's just like Crest of the Stars, little tiny niche anime that didn't exist anywhere. An original DVD of Nasca of the Valley of the Wind, not the Warriors of the Wind version, the actual one. Five centimeters per second published by Crunchyroll. Well, damn. We are blessed and lucky, and now we start with our weird technology that lets us share things, including our thoughts and feelings about this video game that we play entirely too much of. How's that for a segue? Well, kind of a decent segue, but I still hadn't talked about what I did this last couple weeks. Because you guys were too busy talking about anime. Bunch of weebs. <laughs> Hang on. I'm so, that new My Hero season. <laughs> yeah, that new My Hero season. So, I, I do want to say have either of you guys watched Invincible? No. No. Do you have Amazon Prime? Nope. No. <clears throat> I just canceled it two days ago. Uh, it, but it, that is such an, an amazing show. It's uh, it starts off very seems like just a regular decent you know cartoon superhero show, and then it gets right at the end of the first episode. It takes a really dark turn, and it just sets the stage for the the rest of the season. It just finished season one. Um, they've announced uh, that they're going to be doing seasons two and three now so lots of cool stuff to look forward to but uh no it was so good 
I guess the the um, comic that it's based off of is uh, is is even better. So, but yeah, I've been watching that. that that's been pretty good. Um, I gave blood yesterday. That was fun. How's your arm? Um, my blue mage is level sixty-seven now. <laughs> That's so much. You guys don't like blue I mage? Mean, no, I was laughing about the fact you went from blood to blue mage. Oh. If I'm honest. Well, I'm just trying uh, to think. I was of like, oh, I love my blue mage. I donated blood. How's your arm feel? My blue mage is 67. <laughs> but no, I, I didn't. I didn't hear about okay, the arm. Off we go. I guess. I guess I didn't. I didn't hear that. Sorry. Why? I, I must be half. You know, must be half deaf or something. I guess. But no, my so, arm's fine. Well, we know how well the blood bruised. draw went. It stole your hearing. Yep. A little bruised, I guess. But it, 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 it feels it better the than blood from one of his ears. <laughs> It, my arm feels better than it did after having the COVID shot. Yeah. Uh, that was a pain. And it, it, it's better than when I would normally do a power double, where they'll take uh, two pints of red, of, of pint, pints worth of red blood cells and give me back the uh, uh, platelets and uh, plasma. Mm-hmm. So that's a, a process, but it took me a whole four and a half minutes to, to donate a, a pint of blood. They were impressed. <laughs> like, you must want to get out of here, huh? I'm just imagining you, like, squeezing a tennis ball really hard. Like, I have places to be. No, that's <laughs> the thing. I wasn't squeezing all that hard. You know, you, you just, oh. you, they, they have the thing that you have to hold and roll around in your hand just to, to mm -hmm. keep blood flow moving. All I was doing was basically this. It's hmm. like, not like I was going... <laughs> But no, it's just, I've always had... I have blood pressure for the win. <laughs> Pyro cats. <laughs> yes, all that, that, the, all, that, all that hypertension finally serves a, pur a purpose. <laughs> we learned from this episode that Klaus is a squirter. <laughs> That's not oh what I wanted. <laughs> That's still funny. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I need to put a label on these goddamn things. Like, like, Chili, why? Chili is a terrible influence. I mean, I got influence. double up for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so on that freaking awesome ass bombshell. All right, I, I think at that point, it's time to jump into some gaming community news. Christ, all right. So let, let's start. There's a little bit of Final Fantasy VII news. Um, apparently, there's going to be a live stream for Final Fantasy VII: The First Soldier uh, on May 7th. Um, uh, I found this base uh, article from Silicon Era. Let's copy and paste that into the uh, notes or into the chat. Uh, so apparently, Square Enix will be hosting a Final Fantasy VII: The First Soldier stream on Nico Nico YouTube and Twitter of all places. They're not going to be doing it on Twitch. It looks like. Uh, they're going to feature some gameplay from the upcoming mobile game, and uh, while the stream will reveal more about the game, it's not been specified what else is actually going to be covered. And there has been no announcement of any type of uh, English uh, simulcast or uh, um, anything like that, so we'll have to wait until uh, somebody uh, translates it so we can get more news out of it. But are, is that something you guys are interested in playing? This is the... Uh, um, it's the mobile game, right? It's it's the uh, Battle Royale mobile game. Yeah. 
So it's going to be. It's going to be got a... two, back, uh, two mobile games. Haven't you You've got the one yep. that's the recap of the co compilation, and then you got the BR. Yep, Ever, Ever Crisis, I believe, is is the other one. Yeah. And then th this one is going to be uh, based off of the beginning of Shinra and the Soldier Program. Yeah. So basically, before Crisis, there's a BR, I guess. But yeah, it's going to be a Final Fantasy VII shooter game. Kind of like uh, Dirge of Cerberus, I guess, huh? Yeah. Which did have online in Japan, didn't it? I don't know. I never did actually I, I know it. that, like, for Dirge of Cerberus, like, it was third person, and it was, like, pretty well received, and the fact that it didn't get a follow-up was a little strange back then. So I'm interested to see how much of that gets brought forward into this new generation mm -hmm. of hardware and... I mean, that was probably a copyright was. issue with the fact that they had a celebrity in the game as the key focal point. Who was it? I don't even remember. Was it uh, Gact? Oh, shit. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. I know Bleach had that problem because they're like, we're going to cast him as a villain. Yeah. We're like, awesome. You making a second movie? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sure, I guess. But yeah, I'm I'm probably gonna end up giving it to try once it finally comes out. Um, I don't know I don't know exactly how many people are gonna be in there to to demon a battle royale. I I, I don't imagine there's you think there's gonna actually be a hundred people per map in, in in this type of game. In a mobile game, I don't know if the well, input output hardware is gonna be able to handle it. PUBG and Fortnite are able to do it on what on PS4? mobile mobile on mobile on mobile really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, they're right. they're they're. they're I mean, some of the servers you can cross-play with others, but I think the mobile ones might may have their own, but... Uh, I no, I think the mobile's the cross-play. They have cross-play? Well, I, I know you can, you can choose to play only with only mobile players. Yeah. But, but I think you can turn it off and, and play with everybody, so... I don't know. The I, only I, game installed on my phone is TikTok, so, like, I don't... <laughs> like, mobile games and I have never gotten along. You're yeah, we'll smart. I'm I'm more looking forward to Ever Crisis personally, but uh, I'll probably give First Soldier a try. I lost interest in Ever Crisis when I found out that the weapons are gacha based. Well, I mean, if it's done in a similar way to Defu, then it's not going to be so bad. Because I mean, I have not spent one cent in uh, the City of Final Fantasy Opera Omnia, and uh, I have lots and lots of weapons. That game's not Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah, you're right there, but uh, it's got everybody, and a lot of people I've never even heard of. But they know they can milk seven. Exactly. Yeah, it is seven a cash cow. Seven the money. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, we'll, well, here's the deal. We're all going to install it. We're going to play it. Some of us will play it for like three minutes. Like, like and you some and of us Genshin will play Impact? It for longer. <laughs> I played Genshin Impact for six hours. Four of which I was hey, trapped I... in my house by police, but I played it for six hours. And then you uninstalled it. Yes. <laughs> I enjoyed Genshin Impact for when I played it, but yeah. I already have like two mobile games that I play, so. Hmm. That's fair, but I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm sure I'll give it a shot. We'll see what happens with it. But we do have a bunch of Final Fantasy XIV news to talk about, um, aside, aside from our, uh, um, our, our discussion topic today. Um... Chili, unfortunately, this one you're going to have to find somebody to help you out with because uh, you, you got no nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Final uh, Fantasy XIV is uh, teaming up with Butterfinger awful. to 
to uh, um, give us a Choco Pokur mount. I probably totally That's like a double jab to me. <laughs> Where's my copy button? It's cool, man. I can't have Butterfinger either. I like breathing. Oh, you're both allergic to peanuts? Yeah, dude. You're I mean, both so just, weak. <laughs> just, just do what I told everyone to do. Like, if you live in America and you can buy them, buy as many as you can, and then just go to a homeless shelter and give them the box. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Um, <laughs> you only need to buy $5 worth of Butterfinger in order to get this mount. Starting on, t on Monday, May 3rd, and running through June 30th, uh, U.S. residents will be able to... Uh, uh, purchase $5 worth of Butterfinger products, and they will get a code for the Chocopokur mount. Um, so, yeah, it's just basically a chocolate-covered version of the big green Peapod mount. Except with love hearts. Oh, it does have love hearts on it? Yeah, when it flies, it has love hearts around oh, it. Okay. Yeah, this is the same thing that uh, they did with Lawson in Japan, right? Yeah. Which was region-free codes, so I'm hoping they're using the same codes for this. So, <laughs> you're going to have some, a friend buy these so they can send you the code and you can use a VPN in order to uh, register it? Well, no, I'll just have them register and then I'll use the code, mm. probably. Okay, if, if, so, if someone who doesn't play, probably. Yeah. I'm not going to condone any sort of sketchy or weird <laughs> behavior from anyone for any reason uh, but thank you, Pirate. in the event that somebody that you know has a business license and access to a place where they can buy I don't know products for any kind of business per se like a cash and carry or whatever the hell they're called this week and they just buy those, and then it says $5 on Butterfinger products. It doesn't say that you have to buy five bars or, you know, three for five bucks. Nice. Just... So if anybody is interested, I might be starting an online shop that will be selling <laughs> one Butterfinger for $5 and one cent. I don't have that count. No, uh, because... I'm, I'm pretty sure it has to be specific... Uh, um stores or something like that uh because you have to to get collect the code you have to take a picture of the receipt and submit the receipt i have a receipt software bro i mean yeah yeah dude i have i have a square store like on my phone i can just add butterfingers to it i have some evil plotting that must be done after hang on let me grab the whiteboard now and just let's see here Add this you, to you, the whiteboard. It's got to be, uh, um, let's see. Participating products to score exclusive in-game content. Purchase $5 worth of the following participating Butterfinger products and upload a clear picture of your receipt showing purchase of a participating products in a single transaction. The purchase date, time, and store were purchased. So you can buy, um, like the Butterfinger bar. You can buy the big bar, um, bag of fun size, minis, bites. Um, huh. thank you for supporting Marvelous Motors with your <laughs> sketchy Butterfinger nonsense. <laughs> Phoenix Star Radio does not condone sketchy uh, Butterfinger uh, shenanigans. 
I'm going to find a way to make this work. You know I am. <laughs> I'm going to buy one bar and everybody's going to rebuy it from me. With all proceeds uh, going to... I've heard of, like, GPU scalping. I've heard of console scalping. I wasn't expected to come here to learn about Butterfinger scalping. scalping. <laughs> <laughs> and if we open one that has a golden ticket, I get it. And moving on. This little piece of information I actually th found quite interesting. Apparently, the uh, Final Fantasy XIV one-time password is now compatible with other software authenticators. I saw this on the, uh, the lodestone itself. So um, I'm, I'm assuming that you guys all have uh, the Square Enix authenticator, right? The one-time password software. Oh, you use the old school one. There's a new school one? Well, I, I have that somewhere, but I, I switched over to the software token because uh, those batteries will eventually die. Mm-hmm. And I still have my... Yeah, I've got that in my tumbler in the bedroom. But, uh, um, yeah, a lot of people will use a software-based uh, token. Like, Square Enix actually has a, a software authenticator for a lot of their products. Um, started for Final Fantasy XI and Final Fantasy XIV, um, but you can use it for other SE sign-ins as well. So, but now in, you can, uh, if you don't want to use that program and you have like a preferred uh, two-factor authentication program, you can actually use that instead. Um, Cause I have, I use Authy for um, authenticating like Twitch um, Discord and a few other things and a whole bunch of stuff for work. Like I have like over a dozen different programs that I, that I use that, pro that, uh, use Authy for, for all my uh, two-factor authentication. So if I wanted to, I could now integrate Final Fantasy 14 or my Square Enix account into that. Huh. That's the only use it because I got a free teleport. Yeah. I mean that, that too, but it also does make sure to keep your account safe. And, uh, if you ever sign in in Japan, you're not going to get yourself locked out. That is true. I did use it when I logged in at the cafe. Yep, it's very nice, you know, because it basically says, oh, this guy has two-factor authentication, then he's... It's got to be him. So, Even though I'm logging in an Akiba instead of Everett. Yep. Exactly. So... But yeah, I thought that was kind of neat. Um, and then the instructions are, if you want to actually switch over to that from the... Uh, this the SE program you can use those instructions it'll tell you exactly how to do it and then in two weeks we have Final Fantasy 14 fan festival around the world it's going to be starting uh, at night on Friday May 14th I believe it starts at about 6 p.m. Eastern time which would be about uh, 2 a.m. chili time uh, yes, on it Saturday. Is. Yeah, and then uh, basically, uh, it's going to be running on Saturday, while we would normally have the podcast. So we will not have our regularly scheduled uh, episode on Saturday the fifteenth. We are probably going to try and, and shoot for Sunday the sixteenth. Uh, we don't know what time yet. Talas needs to uh, find out if uh, he, he can make it work with his D and D group. Which is fair. Only because there's other people's schedules involved. Otherwise, I'd make the call myself. 
Yep. And uh, I totally understand, you know, but uh, I really yeah. don't want to have a podcast at uh, 4 a.m. when the after the Primals concert's done. Nope. Because uh, that's when the Primals concert's going to be done. <laughs> that's insane. But I suppose they're, they're doing it all in Japanese time, so I think it makes sense. Yeah, that was one of the really hard things. Like, I would call Pyrocats. I'd be like, hey, how's it going? I bought you merch. And she's like, dude, it's 1 a.m. I'm like, oh, shit, sorry. <laughs> it's like the middle of the afternoon. But yeah, well, I'm, we'll figure it out. I'm re I really, really, really want to have a, uh, an episode, though, because there's going to be a lot of stuff to discuss from it. Agreed. So well, we're going to try and have an episode as soon as possible after so we can. Uh, I mean, you got a long time until the next expansion and the big patch, so you could you could leave it a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I still want to talk about it. I mean, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, it won't have the same hype level as as uh, 2016 Fan Fest when we did the podcast after that. But uh, oh yeah, that was great. There's still gonna I be. I got the Brofest Yoshi P. <laughs> there's still gonna be a good amount of uh, of hype to to talk about. So we'll look forward to that. So just keep that on your calendars. No uh, podcast episode on uh, the 15th. It will be sometime on the 16th instead. Going so, what part of the uh fan fest are you guys looking forward to the most? About whatever new job we're getting, uh, just because like I really enjoyed Gunbreaker, I really enjoyed Samurai, so like I want to see what that new job looks like. And you mean the one that's not Sage, yeah, the one that's not Sage, because yeah. we're probably getting two. I'd be okay with that if well, we only got the one. Well, they've told us we're getting two already. It's going to be yeah. There's a new melee. And they said it's going to be a melee DPS, which is weird. But all right. I mean, we need a melee DPS. Do we? Yeah. Do we? I, I wonder yeah, we if do. it's going to be something that's going to share um, stuff with Dragoon. Yeah, because that's how they're looking at it right now. Because they're looking at um, we've got two shield healers. With um, yeah. now with Scholar and Sage, you have the two he main healers with two White Mage yeah. and Astrologian. Pure so healers. that's that's all done now. For tanks, you've got two sub tanks and two main tanks. Um, I, I think that I can't remember which one's which nowadays because I don't really tank that much. But you've got two main tanks and two sub tanks in their minds. Um. Uh, for ranged, you've got three different ranged, so we do need another ranged one day, but we just got Dancer, so it'd be a bit weird to have another one. Um, um, and then with melee, you've got two with striking gear, um, one with scouting gear, which kind of shares with, you know, ranged. Um, and then Dragoon is the only one that doesn't share with anyone in any kind of way. So just from, of course item, you got, <clears throat> just from an item perspective, yeah, that does make sense. Yeah. So, um, I'm personally expecting, as we've all guessed, Reaper, but I don't think it's going to be called Reaper. I think it's going to be called something else. Um, and I'm personally hoping, because that kind of job, especially Scythe, there's always like magic involved, like in a lot of jobs that do that. Um, mm -hmm. And it being a melee class, of course, it's not going to be magic. So I'm kind of hoping it to work like an opposite of a red mage, where instead of the red mage does, you know, the spell combo and then ends with the melee combo finisher, 
have the Reaper do mostly do melee combos and then end with a magic, magic burst kind of thing. Yeah, almost like a rune okay. fencer. Yeah, I mean that could be a possibility if you if you were to have like a a, a more melee based uh, red mage style that wore you know oh, plate it's armor slightly different than yeah that'd be a possibility. Um, though it would be cool if, also, if they would call it Shinigami. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're talking Reaper, you know, if you were to call it a Shinigami yeah. instead. I don't know, Bleach might have an issue uh, with that, but we'll see. Shinigami has been around for way longer than Bleach. I, I know, say, I more know. Likely, more likely to have Death Note as an issue than... <laughs> uh, but no, that and, what was it? Um, I feel like Xenos is going to be it. Um... To be like the opposite clash of, you know, because the Warrior of Light is a paladin. So that would be like stark contrast with the, the Holy Light of Paladin and the dark magic of Xenos. Yeah, but do we, what would they call it? That would be the biggest question, so. Uh, the Ch chili job. I don't know. <laughs> Still remembering, and I think it was like patch 2.2 or 2.3, they changed one of the flags in Limsa in the Marauders Guild because downstairs is a whole pile of people using handguns, and we never actually resolved that. Oh, like the, the, you mean the whole Musketeers Guild kind of yeah. thing? Yeah, we never resolved that. It's like I would like to see that turn into something. Yeah, but we are yeah. we do have the uh, um. Machinists with their guns. We do have machinists, but they came yeah. from Ishgard, not from oh, Limsa. True, true. But I, I don't see them bringing in another uh, handgun job. Not like, yet. It would be something weird and different. It's like the difference between... Yeah. Well, okay. Back in the days when tactics was relevant, like Flintlock was a job that came and went because it just didn't really do anything interesting that an archer couldn't already do. Hmm. So they were like, well, this doesn't really work. Guns just very rarely click in Final Fantasy. When we do add them, it's like Barrett has an arm. Laguna has a machine gun. Uh, there's a pistol on Squall's gun blade. And then like we keep going. We're like, the uh, well, enemy uh, soldiers that don't have names, I guess. Like, <laughs> guns just never stick around in main party. FF8 had a lot of jobs that, that uh, or a lot of characters that, that utilized guns. I mean, Irvine was a sniper. But, like I was going to say, when it came to school, though, the gun blade, although it was a gun, didn't shoot bullets, did it? Just shot air. Yeah, it, it would basically, it, like we talk about it, the, it kind of vibrated when it, when it hit and, and did extra damage yeah. that way. You do mm -hmm. see the explosion uh, um, effect when you when you you know when you are able to actually yeah. do the uh, um, the motion, you know, when you time mm -hmm. it right. But uh, it's not yeah, actually, it's, R2, it's, right, it's not like um, it, the the gun blades in fourteen where they actually do like from the Garleans, they actually do shoot things. Yeah. So I don't. Know. I would like to see. I just I hate having little pieces of unresolved crap. But I also have to recognize that that's from Realm Reborn when they grabbed everything that they still had, threw it at the wall, and whatever stuck is what we got. Well, I mean, it was pre it was actually, you know, pre-Realm Reborn. This was 1.0 stuff still. Exactly. Yeah. But, like, remember when we had elements? Remember when we had to put stats into things? Like, that was a long time ago. That's all from that same era. Yep. 
because because yeah. the original game had it. They they kept a lot of that stuff within Realm Reborn, um, and then they just started to realize that hey, you know, some of this is just kludgy and uh, broken and doesn't really fit the aesthetic of what we're trying to accomplish here. So let's figure out a way to write it out so we can uh, make sure to, to uh, streamline the, the, well, the, the all, game. They always wanted it out, but it was just the time thing that they didn't have enough time to remove stuff like that. Yeah. It's like they still don't like classes. They want to get rid of classes if they can. Yeah, I don't think that they're going to be able to at this point because of how no. ingrained they are within, within uh, the base game. Granted, mm -hmm. all new jobs that come out are are classless, um, and they also start at thirty or fifty or seventy. Yep, exactly, they start at the point where you would get the job itself, not have to run a, a class at, and uh, and upgrade it. And, and well, yeah. they also did get rid of the prerequisites of having to have like your conjurer at thirty with paladin at fifteen in order to get white mage. That was nice. Because I was definitely frustrated, uh, like as a monk. Like, monk was I like do this other stuff. <laughs> oh, this was Thaumaturge, wasn't it? It's like Thaumaturge, like yeah. Mm -hmm. Thaumaturge yeah. fifteen. It's like why? Why do I need a black mage to punch things? Yeah, th that's a holdover Magic kind of fists. from uh, um, eleven with the sub jobs yeah. class and, and all that stuff. And like I remember playing Ghetto Paladins in Eleven, where you would just run a knight or a warrior that ran a sword and shield, and you would sub job a white mage so you could cast Protect on yourself. And like that was fine mm. until you got party members. Until you actually started playing the game, then you were like, "Hey, this is a stupid build that doesn't work." It's like no, but for soloing back in two thousand five, it was fine. <laughs> so like now we're just we don't really need sub jobs. Um, and as we've all discussed, like some people like Klaus and Sayre have everything at 80 at this point. And then there's other people like Bannon and I that are like, oh, yeah, I should get that out of the 60s at some point. Like we just we haven't bothered to level everything because it's just not interesting. So getting rid of the hey, sub hey. was nice. And I was kind of on that page for a very long time as well with, uh, you know, it <laughs> And I don't know what, you know, got me to actually level up all of my classes and jobs to 80. But for a long time, I would only get certain jobs up, like, like, Thaumaturge slash Black Mage. I did not touch that, like, hardly at all. It took me uh, buying a jump potion for it, in order, you know, to get it to 70 before I was able to, to actually get it leveled up. Because it was just, ugh. Yeah. I, I don't like that job. I do not like it. Even as Black Mage, I, I tried it, and I just... It, it's not my playstyle. I've got Summoner the hard way all the way up to 80. For the same reason that you did Summoner slash Scholar was like, I want to get all the story, and I only want to level mm -hmm. one thing. Thank you for that idea, by the way. Uh, but I was just like, I'm going to do this. But it felt like I was doing homework. It felt like I had an assignment it wasn't something I was enjoying or processing. It was something that I was doing while watching all of Thunderbolt Fantasy and eating nachos. Like, I just did not care about that job. And that's why we have 17 jobs or whatever. But there's still a certain amount of you can tell that this job at some point had more stuff, sub 50, that you were supposed to do something else for four or five hours around level 30 because there's nothing to do between 30 and 35 <laughs> but like, grind. you can tell you can tell there's some holes in the story still mm -hmm. but yeah i mean and 
like Rory said, you know, us being in quarantine for quite a while last year was definitely incentive to try and push some of these things. Um, for sure. Looking at you. Let's see here. Gunbreakers at 70. Astros at 63. Blue Mage at 57. <laughs> Gunbreaker was fun. I enjoyed running Gunbreaker up. And Astro was... It got better. Astro was boring see, I, for a while, but it got better. See, I cheesed Blue Mage, so... That, that didn't take me long. I did to 50. I cheesed it. But I have been... I, I just went to 70. <laughs> Um, but I've been actually, I used, uh, blue mage to run the fates in, um, Yangsha and, um, like the locks mm -hmm. basically. So I get those yeah. crystals because it terrible way to level up blue mage, by the way, because, uh, they get like the same XP for, uh, killing mobs and for doing the fate as, as they, as everybody else. I mean, you kill one mob, you get the same XP as you would for, for completing the fate. It's, yep. it's terrible. But the only reason I was running this is, A, it was the only other, only job I had left to level, and it's, and it's in that range. It's like, like I said, 67 now. Mm -hmm. and, and B, um, it's actually pretty OP. Yeah. Yeah. You know, running I haven't up, gotten uh, I haven't gotten the mimic rolls yet. Once I have the mimic rolls, I feel like I'll probably play Blue Mage a lot more. Yeah, I, I think I'm missing that too. Well, um, um, have you gone and got um, Basic Instinct? No, I don't think so. I, I, I haven't done that much because that means if you give, grab Basic Instinct, which is in uh, not Trout, I can't remember. Um, I'll have to remember where it exactly is, but um, it gives you extra bone. Bo basically, it lets you go to the tank stance on Blue Mage, mm -hmm. but removes the penalty of the tank stance and also gives you a 100% damage buff and a 100% healing buff. Hmm. I'll look into. I'll look into getting more of the skills later but on. But only works if you're doing instance content while solo. Hmm. So, God. All right. I don't know. It's on my to-do list, but like so is a thousand other things in this game. Yep, like all of the uh, uh, the crafting and gathering uh, sub-quests. Actually, no, the gathering ones are done. I just have to do all the, the crafting ones. I still haven't touched most of the beast tribes. You're, so you're sounding like Chili. I don't yeah, like beast tribes, so, so like, there's no reason Hey, to I've do done it. all the beast tribes in Shadowbringers. Well... You are one of the beast tribes in Shadowbringers. <laughs> That's why I did it. <laughs> I to support my fellow dwarfs. And, and, and plus, you, you, you had to get the Great Serpent of Ronka. Yeah. You, you, you had to support the Scree. Yeah. Scree! Yeah. But yeah, um... Where was I going with that? I don't know, we, we went on a, a complete tangent as we were discussing, um what we're looking forward to for FanFest in two You're weeks. You're welcome, everyone! <laughs> we don't go on tangents, we go on binding coils. Ha! Huh. You're not wrong. Unending. <laughs> Alright. Um, so the last little bit of news, um, uh, one of the little events that's going on in conjunction with uh, the FanFest... Hey, can I say why I'm excited for? <laughs> no, because I'm you had balanced. your chance. You had your chance. <laughs> What are you? We need to, need to know. 
We need to know what you're excited for as well, Klaus. <laughs> Damn you, Chili. That's what I'm excited so for. Damn you, Chili. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to going to sleep after the Primals concert. At four okay. o'clock in the morning? Six in the morning for me. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't... Uh, well, keynote for sure. I'm looking forward to finding out that yeah. information. Um, the, the, the live letter with uh, Patch 5.5 Part 2. That's going to be some good information for current stuff. Um, concerts are always amazing. And beyond that, I'll probably skip most of it, to be honest. I am looking forward to the Lunar Whale. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to buying it, but I'm looking forward to it. <sighs> 50 bucks is probably what it's going to cost. going to be dumb. Yeah. You know, they, they should allow us to, to buy the Lunar Whale and all the minions for one cost. $120. Yeah, the, the cost of a FanFest ticket. <laughs> I mean, I don't hate that. That's a little I don't much. Need not hate that. I don't need not hate that if it also allowed you to, like, get some download merch. the concert. Yeah, or, or get some merch with that. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, uh, past fan fests, we, we, had, we, had, we had our goodie bags, you know? Yeah. So... Yeah, $120, $150 for the ticket, but then you had a goodie bag that came with it. Um, you know, we don't have any of that. You know, we have the merch store, you know, which is, you know, kind of similar to the way the 2018 FanFest merch went. Um, but none of it's interesting to me. The, the good stuff is all over in Japan. Yeah... I'm sorry, I wanted to stay. It just wasn't a thing. <laughs> Damn you! No. But, I mean, it's fine. Not, not much you can do. Um, nah. It would be nice if, if all of the merch was available for all of the regions. I mean, there is a website to buy the Japanese merch online. But you have to have a Japanese address to have it shipped. That's a forwarding service. I thought that's how you... I don't think you could buy it with an NA account. There is a certain website where they sell it, yes. Oh, you mean as far as not, not a Square Enix no, website? No, I don't think it's an official website, but it's a trusted third-party seller. Um, so. And they sell it for the same price as the official store, from what I can tell. Hmm. They probably have better I mean, shipping. I haven't ordered from it because, you know, there was nothing even there that I really cared about, except for the, um, the, the, the mug. But I, I refused to pay that much money for a mug. Yeah. It was like 88 quid for the, um, the, for the wooden barrel mug. Oh my that God, would my have heart been... just seized. I mean, yeah, I, <laughs> it's I, a lot, dude. Yeah, yeah. And it, it sold out like instantly. Yeah. Well, I thought they had a few yeah. of those available in NA. I heard some people. No, I, went and, was... I thought I heard some people bought those, but uh, maybe they bought them through that through that other site. But yeah, yeah they were sold out like almost probably. instantly. Yeah. But yeah, that's a little bit expensive. But I, I could I could see you you know do doing the the whole uh, lolly ho thing in, in real life with your uh, and then yeah. drinking with that. <laughs> lolly ho. All right, and, and what are you looking forward to, Chili? Before we move on, I guess I'll just go with the same stuff you just said, really. Yeah. Actual, if I'm talking about actual content, like Tyler said, I'm looking forward to the raid. Um. So. Oh yeah, true, learn, learning what, what the new uh, the, the new um, 
custom content well, no, or uh, um the eight man isn't it um pandemonium oh, oh yeah okay well, the, I know because the... go ahead sorry Carol. um i i think it because we saw that tease of la Habrea, um mm-hmm. and story-wise he was a ma- it was a scientist wasn't he um he liked to create stuff back in the day. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the guy probably knew about the splitting somehow and has a secret base on the moon where like all of his deadly deadliest creations are gonna be and we're gonna go fight through his secret lab on the moon. Interesting thought. That's not the most ridiculous thing that's come up for this game, so I'm down. No, I, I could see it happening, but because that way it's not just eight different Asians. <laughs> Twelve different Asians, sorry. But they all combine into Asian Prime. I mean, 12 Asians would be like Ultra Asian Prime. Asian bots. Asian Prime out. <laughs> this is an Asian, and this is an Asian Prime, and this is an Asian that has ascended past an Asian Prime. <laughs> So, we, so you're gonna have, you're gonna have Super Saiyan uh, Asians then? And, I was uh... about to get into the what hair color joke. Like I wasn't sure how to get in there. This is Super Asian blue, and then we have. Oh my God. <laughs> We're gonna have to. We're gonna have someone. Okay, internet, internet, internet. Go make us a bunch of Asians with a bunch of Super Saiyan hair. Find us. Hashtag Phoenix Down Radio Super Saiyan Asian, if it all fits. <laughs> I want to see your fan art. And whoever has the dumbest fan art gets something mailed to them. It's over 9,000! It's going to be great. <laughs> oh, all right. So let's talk about the, the, other, the event or the little thing that's going along with FanFest. It's called Estates of the Realm. And uh, if you want your estate or apartment featured on the Final Fantasy XIV Twitter or during FanFest even, you can snap some screenshots and tweet them out with the hashtags FFXIVFanFest and Estates of the Realm. And you can let everybody see your virtual decorating prowess. This runs through May 30th. Um, I I, uh, posted a link to the uh, more details. there's no prize for this. It's just your ability to kind of show off your uh, decorating skills. Like I, th- I actually thought about uh, um, taking some snaps of the uh, the FC house and submitting them. You should be cool. Because I'm I'm proud of the work that uh, Luna and I did on this, and I, th- I think the the house looks pretty neat. Be kind of nice to see. Luna, it hasn't been around in a while. Yeah. Who's doing amazing, by the way. Yeah. Holy crap. She is just absolutely rocking it right now. But yeah. You'll always be Miss Luna. All right. So that's, that's the game and community news. Now, we're going to have a very, very loose discussion. I suppose I should say uh, this first. Where is my button for it? Where, which is the button? Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! We will be talking about patch 5.5 spoilers. So if you have not finished the story, 
or uh, don't want to hear about this part yet, you may want to come back later. But uh, otherwise, we are going to be talking a little bit about uh, some of the, the uh, things that happened in patch 5.5. And a lot of shit happened. <laughs> a lot has happened. So a quick follow up, because I made a list of stuff to do before the last show. Uh, run the near raid. Uh, check. Diamond weapon. And now I has a sad. Uh, buy cool house. Lol. Nope. Uh, cap tomes. Uh, my destiny two power levels at thirteen hundred. I did not cap tomes. <laughs> and then I crossed out uh, cap gunbreaker because um, yeah. So we're done with the whiteboard for now. But uh, I did actually play through the patch. I played through the stuff that I wanted to see. Mm, yeah, this is definitely a we're done with this expansion patch. <laughs> well, there's a lot of table setting going on right now. There's a lot of things still up for in sure. the air, but. We had, there was a large uh, thread that's been sitting out in Az's Law since uh, Heaven's Word. It's just kind of been sitting there doing nothing. We finally got a little bit of closure for Tiamat. Yeah, I was happy that they were able to bring that. I, I love that this is decided that we're like, we're going to take us out of Aeor's Yeah, You're going to do something in this other realm for a year and a half or whatever. Mm -hmm. And now we're finally back. But instead of just, okay, you're back, let's reset the world, we came back and the world has continued to move on without us in it. And so we have to go back and go, oh, we need to deal with a lot of people. We need to deal with a lot of situations. And we're going all the way back to Tiamat. Well, with Fan Daniel bringing out Lunar Bahamut, you know, our concern to. was how are they able to summon a uh, a likeness of Bahamut after we just kicked its ass in uh, coil mm -hmm. you know so what's going on there and basically the only person the only being that has any idea as to how that happened was the one who summoned uh, Bahamut in the first place after he died and that's Tiamat mm -hmm. but you, most of you forgot all about that little bit of a story huh because that happened long time ago. That's the it thing. It was so long. We had to come in and like remember that Crystal Tower is now required, right? So yeah. like, there's Crystal Tower is now part of MSQ. There's certain things in this game that they've decided were not relevant for MSQ, and we're just you need experience at this level. Here's a quest where you have to go buy and deliver wine and bread or whatever. Then there's stuff like, hey, we're going to make this whole team at arc more important. We're going to make this side quest more important. We're going to make this area where you did two plot relevant things and a raid five years ago. We're now going to crowd the crap out of it to the point where it's instanced for the first two weeks of this patch. Like they're making us go everywhere and reminding us of all of the stuff that we've done. So we're not just the hero in armor that goes from place to place. It's like, no, no, we have to return to those places. There's mm -hmm. aftermath for the stuff we've done. So seeing us go back to something this long ago, especially for newer players, because the average place, the average life of an MMO player is about four years. So a lot of this is still either very relevant and very fresh, or they skipped it completely and have no idea what it is for a lot of the player base. So this is a good opportunity to remind them of all the stuff that we have done. Or they played it six years ago. <laughs> like we did? Yep. But yeah, the fact that uh, uh, Tiamat uh, basically uh, is going to help us to uh, figure out why and how 
Fandaniel is able to bring um, a shade of Bahamut, really, because when we played through that dungeon, Bahamut wasn't all that powerful. No. Um, no, he wasn't. <laughs> it was, like I said, just a fraction of, of, of the power that uh, um, the original had, and, and, you know, with the... We all... Pl- Did you play in... Uh, do any coils, Talos? So I opted to live and study abroad while getting my bachelor's degree during Rome Reborn, so I didn't really get to do a lot of the raiding. Are you familiar with the story, though? Nope. Okay. So basically, for you and for those of you who may not have read the story or or watched the story of Coil, um, basically, Tiamat was the one who was responsible for... um, bringing Bahamut back after he had died in the big war. And the yeah. the Allegans used that against her and, and the rest of the uh, Mericidian dragons, basically, and uh, captured the re-resurrected Bahamut and put him on a moon. Put him in Dalamud and used it for to power and do all that stuff. I don't remember exactly yeah, what the, Dalamid was for, but it was like some. But we. This is why we the, need uh, Sayer. Damn it! <laughs> was it like like the like the just like a unlimited energy source? Yeah, uh, yeah. That's, they were they were using uh, Bahamut for the energy, and uh, they, yeah. they were then sending it down through their their technology, and then. Um, then the whole Allegan Empire kind of went kaput, and uh, it kind of lay dormant until uh, um, Sid's, Sid's dad, um, Midas, decided to, uh, um, or didn't decide to, but ended up working with the whole um, Garlean Empire to try and bring it back, and then... It was tempered, and we got some of that story within the Holbosian Citadel stuff, and that story is everywhere. It, it impervious. It, it, it's in every little piece of this game. It seems like whether it was yeah. optional content or you know more forward uh, parts of the story. You know, it, technically Boja is side content, but I think it's required for certain pieces for to move on in MSQ now. I don't think so. I thought Not there, yet, at there least. was. I, don't think so. I thought there were some bits that you had to do in order to uh, to move forward on certain pieces, but I think you have to unlock it. I think it's like this is a thing that exists that you that is relevant to the whatever. I don't think you actually have to do it though. Yeah, like we had to do the quest where that where we learned all this, but we don't have to actually go into Boja if you don't want to. Exactly, you have okay. to learn about yeah. it. You don't have to do it. Yeah, I thought that some of it was part of MSQ, but then it split off, and then it did it, it, the whole. Uh, Bojan Cellar Front is its own little thing, kind of like Eureka now. Yeah, but uh, just learning about all of that and how interconnected it all is—I mean, it's some pretty damn good story writing. Um, but now that Tiamat, we t- you know, we tell Tiamat about what's going on, and and they're and Estinian, Chili's favorite person in the world. Um, <laughs> has a heck of a pep talk and basically talks some sense into team and it's like hey you know you really need to to help us with this um 
instead of sitting here and uh, feeling sorry for yourself, use the energy that you have to try and uh, make things better. I don't know. Uh, terrible wording of it, but... Uh, Basically, get good shit or get off the pot at this point <laughs> i don't know a little bit a little bit i mean he's not wrong you know no she realizes that her 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 self-imposed sulking so to speak she she let herself get into the position that she, where she's at right now and has been sitting there since uh Allegan times, I think, hasn't she? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, it's been a long time. Thousands of years. But, uh, yeah, with, uh, Grahatia's help and, uh, some really snarky, uh, um, Allegan, uh, technology, we're able to free her. <laughs> some very, very, very snarky technology. Oh my god. It was some cute quests. Downloading. It was funny. I mean, I, I I thought it was it was pretty well done. It was fun, but it's it's all seems so simple because oh yeah, we just you know we'll just find the right technology and we'll hit some buttons and we'll smash things and then it'll do its thing, and then she'll be free. That's what would happen if you had sit there. But we we had we actually had Allegan Royal Blood. Yeah, that was creepy. In, in, in crystal yeah, form. but we just like brought it with us, which was also yeah. a problem. Like, look, this is this is my uh, my pass. It's it's got elegant blood in it, thanks to Grahatia. <laughs> it's like you said that you had to have blood. You didn't say it had to be mine. It's fine. Let it go. <laughs> it's like. Dude, no, that's not okay. <laughs> Please state your name. Uh, uh, what did you guys say for your name, by the way? My name. I don't remember which one I chose. <laughs> I think I put it Stidian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the illusion of choice where the dialogue option doesn't actually change anything. Right? We have so much fun with that in this game. Yeah, seeing some of the answers that come up is kind of funny. I mean, you, depending, sometimes if you choose a certain answer, you might get a really snarky uh, um, one-liner, and then it'll go into the regular dialogue, but... Uh, right, like, the only thing that those yeah. multi-options change, spoiler alert, by the way, for anybody that doesn't play 14, they give you dialogue choices. It doesn't change the game. All it changes is the next text box that you get in response. And then it proceeds. I think the only one that had something that was actually changed kind of, was um, the uh, Ronka Beast Tribe. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, that is true. There is that. And there is some dialogue that's different if you are a legacy character or not. But, yeah. I, mean, it, it, but it, I don't think that's affected much now, the legacy stuff. That was only really 2.0. Yeah, not anymore. Yeah, and, and it really, and as far as that Beast Tribe um, with the Katari, it didn't really um, affect any of the progression it just changed the way your statue and, and your story was it yeah. does, it's not none of it's canon it's still kind of a choice though yeah. yeah yeah but it is what it is but yeah so we we get uh tiamat and uh the like 
we'll see you guys, we'll see you plebs later, and uh, he jumps up and rides off on uh, Tiamat. That was pretty awesome. That was, I was like, okay, bye, no, I, I guess. I, I, Thanks wait, for coming. We, oh, no, that's fair. I was going to say, are we skipping the best part? But I think that's a bit later, actually. No, could the be, best uh, part of Shadowbringers. Are you, are you talking about uh, when, the way he uh, talks about that Baldessian woman? No. Which I'm talking, about, talking about his confusion with the twins. Oh my god, yeah. Well, actually, no, we had already, um, we'd, we'd skip past that, unfortunately. We can go back and talk about it. We should, I'm because it actually that was probably the best part of all of Shadowbringers. Yeah, because we're trying to find, you know, before we get to that point, yeah, we have to try and find Astinian, because uh, we, yeah. he decides he's gonna join us, or we want to see if we can get him to join us, you know, full-time. Yeah. Because he's been uh, avoiding the hell out of uh, Kryl and Tadaru. Well, who can blame him? Yeah. But yeah, we find them yeah. in in the uh, um, in Ishgard, and uh, it's us and Grahatia and uh, Alice, and yeah. he confuses Alice for Alphano, <laughs> and she's all she's not having it. Holy <laughs> oh, shit! Oh, she's so good. done. It's- Oh. It's not even just the fact they confused her with him. I don't think that would have been too bad. I mean, she'd still get annoyed, but it's fact that he went, ah, Al- Alpha Note, you've sure got more tall and rugged since our last meeting. <laughs> oh, and you're now very silent. You, I guess you learned that from the Warrior of Light. Good job. And then That's she when you just... just back up and watch. You'd be like, no, nah, this isn't going to go good for you, but <laughs> it's just not. <sighs> That was too I mean, good. playing FFTG I, I, with magic players that don't actually play Final Fantasy. They try to pronounce names and they get them horrendously wrong to hilarious results. Alice, Alphino, and Luiswa have been a fucking party since the cards came out. <laughs> <laughs> Who's an Alpha Nod? And you're just like, Jesus, you fucking Philistine, learn to read. It's so bad. It's like, he's a dumb girl. I'm like, yeah, he is a dumb girl. Good luck with that. And, he's like, <laughs> and they have no idea. Why do they look the same? Why the hell do you think they look the same? Put some pieces together. Grab your two brain cells, slam them together, and create a rational thought. Jesus Christ. And then in walks Astinian, and Astinian is every single dipshit that I have ever played the TCG <laughs> with a chance. Well, the thing is, though, I don't feel bad. I don't think he... I, I mean, they're identical twins. He's never seen Alice before. True. That's, that, that is true. That was a weird moment of, oh, right, we know, but the character in the story doesn't know. Yeah. Uh, so it's funny to us, and probably to, our warrior light is probably snickering, like, <laughs> in his head. I would be. But story-wise, they've never met before, so. It just, yeah. it was so much fun to watch an actual legit character within this narrative act exactly the same that like Jake did. Like it was super funny <laughs> to just go, oh yeah, you can't tell anybody apart, can you? No, he can't. He's that simple. <sighs> that was good. It was funny as yeah. hell. I don't like uh, I don't like, you know, the Stinian, but I like that. That was that was good because stuff. It's, yeah. Stinian became the butt of the joke. And I'm like, all right. That's fair. You're not going to do anything else useful, so sure, why not? This seems fine. Well, he did a bit in the dungeon. So let's let's talk he's about. He's actually the- done. I I I'm saying in jest. Like he's done a lot yeah. of shit. He's done some cool stuff lately. But it's like 
he's still a Stinian, and he's still a problem because yeah, so, of his so past. Chili, did you have to have somebody else play that section where we played as a Stinian for you? I can't even remember that part. It was towards the end of one of the patches. I think I blocked it out of my memory. <laughs> Stormblood, wasn't it? Yeah, where was we that in Stormblood? Yes, yeah, Stormblood. a while ago. We had to fight a proto... Uh, proto Ultima. Yeah. Proto Ultima. I may have Bond killed thing. myself in the game just, <laughs> just because a couple of times. <laughs> I know, Watching you I die the mission. And then you went on easy mode and 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 just uh, face rolled it, right? I know. Hey. But anyway, let's let's go ahead and move on. Um. So yeah, please. We, we're gonna laugh at the Stinian all night if yeah. you don't. We, so we get into the dungeon. Yes. I I still can't pr pronounce that damn dungeon's name, but uh, I liked it. It was a nice mix between you had the the uh, um. The Amalja theme, and we had the uh, Imperial theme. It, it all mixed up pretty well. The music was good. Um, I. It wasn't quite as narrative driven as, say, uh, Gimlet Dark. No. But I think overall it was a better dungeon. Gimlet Dark is a straight line that you get to smash things in. Like, I'm not. No one's pretending. Well, Heroes Gauntlet is basically the same. Like, it's not. We all know that. This required me to think. This required me to utilize mechanics. This required me to watch the entire board the whole mm -hmm. time. Like when you have to use your camera as part of combat, you know that the combat's good. And I decided that I was going to be a smart ass and tank it blind. And I get in there and I'm like, hey, everybody, first time I'm going to do small pulls. Is that cool with everyone? And the healer's like, yes, for the love of God, it is also my first time. <laughs> and then the two DPS go, guess what? And we're like, oh, for God's sake. So we're all like standing at the start, inspecting each other's gear for a second to like make sure that we don't die. So DPS go. Uh, yeah, DPS went. <laughs> we wiped like half a dozen times. Um the healer was like, man, you can totally pull bigger. We've got a black mage and a uh, samurai. We're doing okay. And I said, all right, sure, whatever. You guys cool with this? And sure. And I decided to pull until a wall because that's what you do. Wall to wall or not at all. And um, that's the point where it's just like pull all the stuff. You fall to a new zone if you break a certain like wall or something. So I broke the wall and pulled like this giant chunk of stuff with us into the next chunk of stuff. So I went wall to wall and wall to wall and had something like five mobs on us. And I was like, hey, um, maybe we go back to small poles. And they're like, yeah, that's good. That seems as we're like all respawning. We're like, yeah, that was not great. We had no idea how much shit there was going to be until I was already like, yeah, everything's blown. And a lot, of, nothing a lot of those like, dragons not gonna make it. hit hard and have a lot of HP. And as a warrior, that is what I am good at. Unfortunately, uh, I needed to hit harder mm. and have about five times the amount of HP that I did. Yep. So we called it. It was fine, but it was warrior white mage. Um, I think, so. I think it's actually a summoner now that I think about it. Summoner samurai. So like we were okay on all of our rules for a four man, but going in with four blind players was really, really tough. Uh, but it was a good experience to do a dungeon like that again, because most of the time, even on day one, by the time you get to it late afternoon after work, you're go you're the last one in. And everybody's like, oh yeah, just follow us. And you're like, I don't want to get carried. I'm the healer. Like, come on, let's do this. Yep. 
this was a really cool opportunity to see these are the mechanics that I feel like everybody's been wanting to put into a dungeon for the last year, but they've been working from home and putting stuff off and doing one dungeon per patch. And so we just haven't had a good spot for them. So everything that's been on the maybe pile got stacked into this dungeon into one shot. Yeah, the boss... All the mini bosses felt like real bosses. Yeah. All the trash mobs felt like mobs that were a problem. Mechanics everywhere. Stuff to do outside of combat to make the dungeon flow. It was a very, very good level design. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's talk about that first boss, the, the coral boss. Um, having all of the different... I actually, uh, yeah. I actually wiped three times on that boss the first time I went in. Yeah, I think we wiped twice, yeah. It was rough. First <laughs> time, I didn't realize that the towers on the outside were there to take away your uh, lightning buff or yeah. debuff. Oops. Yep. I got electrified, I think, twice or two or three times before I went, oh, that's what's making it go away. Yep, so that was, that was a, a, a nice little learning curve. The second boss is my favorite, though. You, you fight the trash in, at the bottom and, until, uh, and, and avoid the giant laser beams. And then uh, you basically... It, it, it reminds me a lot of turn two. I, yeah, a little bit, where you just had a lot of stuff to do. Yeah. And it was all one fight, as opposed to it being hallway, big room, hallway, big room, hallway, bigger room, and treasure well, chest. Because you, you've got the defensive note up at the top there, you know, you have to fight all the, the enemies at the bottom to, to, to um, basically allow the Amalja to break the defenses so you can get up there and take it out, you know, turret style, and it's going off like, AD, like ADS, you know, with the, the disco mm -hmm. ball. Um. I, I just thought that that was a, a fun mechanic, you know, having to learn, you know, to avoid all the different AoEs that are going on down at the bottom as well. Because as you're avoiding the, the giant cannon lasers, um, they're throwing more AoEs in at you depending on how the uh, um, they're spread out. Because it's either going to be A and B, B and C, or A and C. And, uh, and you have to watch for all of it. Yep. Yeah. And then you got Guardian missiles. <laughs> The slowest missiles in the world. Yeah. And yet somehow someone will get hit with one and then you're trying to make sure, hey, can we heal them or do we drop them and quick raise them to keep going? I was listening to Etherite Radio talking about this particular bit and they were saying that, you know, if, if uh, the, the Garleans had, uh, you know, actually invested in more into their rocket technology, they could have actually won the war. Because <laughs> those missiles will kill you. They'll the one shot truth. you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, uh, like, even as a tank, I'm sitting there going, why do I only have four numbers? Like, it's not a good time when you go that, from six numbers that, to four. But, but the fact that their, their missiles go... No. And, you know, Sir, the elegance have lost their missile strike. We've got two days until it arrives. Yeah, it, it, it reminds me of the, that, that scene in Austin Powers with the... Uh, um, uh, steamroller. Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> ah, get out of the way. Ah. It's, <laughs> it's there's some comical design choices where you're like, okay, I know yeah. that we are playing a video game, and I get that, but oh my god, some yeah. sense of urgency would be great. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. But yeah, and then I, that bit where we get to fly across the the landscape on the dragons. Ah, oh, so cool. That was okay. awesome. So, it honestly, to me, 
felt like what would have happened if they made the burn better. Yeah, I've heard that's people what the level yeah. felt like for me. I've heard people compare this uh, to the burn a little bit. Yeah. Um, it feels like if the burn had more mechanics, if it had more stuff to do, if we didn't gimp the final boss in the burn, which I'm still mad about, like, I get that the burn was great, but there was still room for improvement. This dungeon also room for improvement, but it still felt like we were going through a similar from by the numbers, you know, on the storyboard design standpoint, it felt like the burn upgraded i still and think I that miss dragon was it was a actually a better designed fight than lunar bahamut yes yeah i mean don't get me wrong i mean the mechanics on lunar bahamut are great when you've got those little uh uh, uh, uh twisted screams and that you get the little aoe's that pop up every so often and then a tower comes mm -hmm. up and you got the large aoe that pops off of that and you have to watch where they how they all uh pop up so you find the safe spot that part was cool um I'm you having to do the whole happy birthday thing every you know a couple of times is get, getting kind of old, but granted, yeah, Ockmorn is is a whole thing that comes with the dragons. Eh. Um, but uh, I guess it it was it didn't take all that long to to realize the patterns that are going down there, and um, like I said, we would I remember wiping on Miss Dragon, you know, four weeks into the patch. Yep. It was hard. Mm -hmm. If you had somebody who was slightly undergeared, especially if they were your healer and they didn't quite understand the mechanics, you, you would still wipe. Yeah. Whereas I, we, we died. If, you know, we had people die in, in the Lunar Bahamut fight, but we didn't. I don't think we wiped. Or maybe we wiped once. Uh, Lunar Bahamut I felt like it was designed by going, oh, right. It is a Bahamut fight. Please grab the Book of Bahamut. And you'd be like, here are all the attacks he does. Here's his HP. And here's what the mechanics are. And they just shoved it in. And it's like, but we've done this. We have this infinite potential to design things. Why did you grab the old book and just design it the same way you always have? Well, I mean, there were a few new bits in there. Like, the, the, I think the Twisted Screams were a new thing. But they, mm -hmm. they, 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 but then they work. It was just a, they added a new thing on top of an old thing. Because the, the, mm -hmm. they had the towers. Yeah, they're basically just visible twisters. Yeah. Mm, not really. I mean, twisters would, would, would one-shot you. I mean, they wouldn't one-shot you in dungeons. You, you know what I mean. It, it, yeah. It, yeah. It was... Anywho. A, overall, I really liked the dungeon. Like I said, the second boss, I think, was my favorite. But, um... Mm-hmm. I, overall, I think it was pretty well done. Like I said, the the trash poles weren't just trash. I mean, granted, it's getting a little easier now when you're eye level five fifteen plus. Five ten, five fifteen. I think I'm five twenty just across the board. I still am missing uh, a five twenty ring, and my weapon is still five ten. I think my weapon's five ten. I think I'm actually five seventeen now that you mention it. Yeah. So I could just I look I'm like a not idiot, but whatever. I think I'm five twenty three on my main because I got the diamond weapon this week. So congratulations. Nice. Thank I, you. I still have not done a uh, an extreme primal in over a year. The new diamond weapon extreme is so easy. I it's, think the last extreme I did was Titania. It's ridiculously easy. <laughs> All right, so it looks um, like Tal's is stepping away for a quick moment. Um, 
anything else? Okay, so then we we get through the dungeon and uh, we see we get a flashback of um. Uh, oh yeah, we, we we totally forgot to talk about Fordola. Yeah, because Fordola uh, had come in and uh, with uh, um, what the hell is his name? Arnvald. Ar- like Arnvald. Yes, there we go. I was gonna say Arnberg, yes, but that's uh, not right. Arnvald. I don't know. Arnvald. Um, we knew if you read the the stories. Um, we knew that Arnvald and Fordola were working with the uh, Alamegans to try and uh, um, take out some primals. The primal bounty hunters. Basically, yeah. The, you know, the, there was a story about them going about, you know, having to, to take on Ifrit a few times. Because, you know, th- those two are uh, immune to uh, tempering because of the echo. Well, uh, uh, Fordola with her uh, faux echo, her, her false echo. But yeah, um... It was kind of neat to see her actually wanting to continue to help. She still had an attitude, but at least she was uh, realizing that the uh, Empire had really done her wrong. And she was fighting for the wrong reasons. And now she's kind of got uh, a mini... uh, A little bit of a a mini redemption arc, I suppose, that we're working on with her. But uh, they go into one of those towers with the uh, the big pulsing radio waves, and uh, they find that inside this one in uh, uh, Paglathian or whatever it's how it's pronounced, um, that there's a whole bunch of Amalja in the walls, and they've they've been basically linked up to uh, use them to summon uh, lunar versions of other primals, but in their case, a lunar Ifrit. Yeah. And, uh... So now we have, uh... The th- apparently all of these different zones are gonna have different uh, beast tribes in them try- that are gonna be summoning lunar versions of all the different, uh... primals. But, uh... Arnvald tries to, uh... stop an attack on, uh... Fordola, and, uh... he ends up, uh... almost dying. So then we get that whole scene in uh, Ulda with at the at the um, frontistry where they are. I'm calling it now. I'm calling it now. Calling it now. This is the reason why um, Alphanode becomes a sage. Hmm. Possibly. Or at least an inspiration because he wants to help him. Mm-hmm. But he can't because he's not a healer. Yeah, so, because at this point he is still just a uh, um, an arcanist. Yeah, really. And as we know from the job trail, from the expansion trailer, he's going to be a sage. So this could be the inspiration to become a sage. Oh, oh actually, l- 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 um, is he uh, a DPS or a healer type when in when used in trust? I never used trusts enough. Healer. Healer. Okay, so he's he- a healer. So he is a uh, almost he's almost a scholar. Yeah, he's an arcanist leaning towards scholar. That tracks. Yeah. Okay, I was just trying to th- think of this because I know he didn't actually uh, go. Th- he doesn't have a job stone, but I- so I, like I, said, I would assume he'd still have to be a. Uh... And he doesn't have a fairy either, does he? He still uses uh, carbuncles. 
Yeah. Yep. So he's carbuncle. Yep. He also Just uses like his Catherine. own cust. He also uses his own custom carbuncle. Yep. Yep. He's got. Well, he's got. Yep. He's got uh, um, diamond and um, obsidian. Yeah. But uh, so, so yeah, he's gonna. You, you think he's gonna be the? Yeah, I think they've already shown that he's the one. Yep. You're right. In the trailer, they showed he's the one who goes sage. Yeah. You're right. But, uh, yeah, it's very possible that this might be a, a, a driving force into pushing him onto a pure healer or a, um, a full healer job versus a uh, quasi-healer job that he's at right now. Yeah. But that scene with uh, at, at the frontistry, that's... It, it was... I don't remember all of it, to be honest with you. But I do remember that uh, Alphano really uh, was extremely uh, hurt when uh, Arnvald was uh, brought in, and he's really worried about what's going on. They must have been really good friends. Yeah, they're wanting to really explore um, Alphano's relationships with other people. A lot of that still, I believe, honestly, still stems from that Crystal Braves arc where he was doing his best and it got really ripped away from him because of his inexperience. He's been spending every instance that he can growing in experience so that that doesn't happen. And in doing that, you've networked with a lot of people that are better than you at a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. And those people kind of take him under their wing and he looks up to those people and that creates that bond. And he has enough of those worldwide. But yeah, having that relationship brought back into the the spotlight that we have to be like, okay, Arnvald is in and we're having to deal with bigger situations than we've dealt with recently. And also let's remember he was not here for the last couple of, well, I guess a year ish. Well, he was gone for uh, like three years. I think well, he was gone for a while. His, his time, he, he was there for three years of, of Alphano time, which was only uh, like a few months on the, on uh, the source. Yeah, that's true. Because time moved a lot differently. Because Thancred was the first to go. Yeah, and he, or or one of the first to go, and he didn't fall all that long before the next one did. But the difference in time between them was a couple of years. On the that first. is true. So so when we first when we see him as a gunbreaker, we're like, um, hi, how long have you been here? You're way too adept at yeah, that. I want to say he was there for seven years. Or something like that. Yeah, it was a long time. Anyway, um, but yeah, the fact that you know Alphano was over there for a couple of years and it was you know he was building up his you know resources and, and and working with the scions and and you know they were developing their thing and then the whole with Gratia and all that. Yeah, I'm sure he he started to kind of miss a lot of the things that were happening over on the source and the and the people he he knew Estinian and Arnvald. But do you guys feel that Arnvald is a little bit of a forced character right now? Yes. Kind of uh, along the lines of Moonbrita? No, I don't think he's being forced. I don't... The first half, anyone... yes, the second half, no. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think it's the same thing. In fact, I feel like Fordola is probably going to be that if anyone. She, you think she's more forced? But Do you think she's going to actually uh, kick the bucket like a lot of the, these other forced characters? God, I hope not. She's actually one of my favorite characters. 
Yeah, I really like her, so I hope not, but that's why. <laughs> I mean, I like that she's there and she's relevant and she's important, but if she is there, there is a 0% chance that the scene that she is in is something you can walk away from. Uh, it is a 100% chance that the scene that she is in is about to be insanely fucked up. She's very, very cool, and I like that she has that impact. Well, look at Especially what happened. Especially with after the fact that she nearly passed this patch, but mm-hmm. was saved by someone that got injured. So chances are the re- reverse is going to happen sometime. Hopefully. Yeah, I mean, well, when you... When no, th- why are you just so hopefully? When thinking, when looking at Fordola, though, I mean, look what happened with, uh, uh, with Suyu. You know, they, yeah. they they were working on a uh, um that that whole redemption arc with her, and then she's dead, she's gone, she's Sukiyomi, and then she and then yeah, we, that was sad. That was a hard fight to do. So I'm are you so are you thinking that they're gonna do something like that with Fordola? Probably. And in, instead Likely, of Arnold, narrative. Okay, fan player versus narrative design. Prob- they'll probably do something like that with her. They'll probably remove her or send her back to the form that she used to be in that we didn't know about or that we do know about in this case. But as a player, I would rather her be kind of like be like a lot of our relationships with people in like Idleshire. Be with our relationships with people in Foundation where they're important and they're relevant and we can talk to them and they do stuff. And if we have a quest that sends us there, it's not weird, but they're also not so potent to the story that if they were removed, the story stops. Mm-hmm. I want her to continue to be in the story because she has cool character design. She has a cool backstory. She has a cool history. She does interesting things and stuff she's in is important, but I also could fully foresee her just being like, mm-hmm. I finally have the confidence to be the person I want to be and then just dead ass stab somebody and peace out. Like, I could definitely see her doing that, too. I'm seeing it more along the lines that she's going to end up using the tools that she was given by the the, uh, the Garleans and she's going to use them against um, Fandaniel in a, in, a, in a way to try and completely stop and break these uh towers or this, this like whatever it is controlling the towers she's gonna end up having to use that and it's gonna end up killing her that's my my guess as to where it, it, the story is gonna take her i still feel like we're gonna somehow because we learned how to untemper people right mm-hmm. i still feel like the end game of the towers will for us will be somehow to learn how to because they're tempering people, aren't they? Yeah. Um, I feel like somehow we're going to find a way to reverse the tempering effect of the towers to then untemper everyone at once. That's a possibility as well. I would like that. And my inner Digimon fan loves that. It's <laughs> <laughs> 100% the season two storyline. <laughs> but like, uh, are we really going to get out that easily? I don't. I want mean, it, it. I want it to be more. This is the last uh, expansion with this storyline. Well, last complete True. expansion, yes, and then it ends yeah. in six Yeah, that's what I mean. Six is the finale of this storyline. Mm-hmm. 
they're gonna have to get solve tempering somehow, like around the world really fast, and they can't do it with the porkies because they take forever. So these towers would be a great way to like wipe the slate clean. I also feel like we're landing a little bit too hard on the nose right now about trying yeah. to fix a worldwide problem with one giant bomb because one by one isn't fast enough. I feel like that's a little bit on the nose. So I'm I mean, a little concerned with how they're going to write that without it being weird. That's that's fair. But I think that, that they've they set the table for part two very well. And I'm really looking forward to what uh, patch 5.55 brings as far as story. So we can move into uh, Endwalkers. But I think they did a great job there. Um, moving on, let's. this one's going to take a lot of talking as well. Let's talk about Sora of Whirlit. And I know Sare really wishes he could probably be talking about this because I know he really enjoyed this. Can we possibly table Sora of Whirlit till he's back? Yeah, we've, it's been a big episode already, so you could delay it till next episode. That's true. Because um, honestly, my feelings are it made me sad, and I was sad that there wasn't more Gundam references, and that's literally all I have to say about it. So unless you really want to go hard on it, we're not no, going to we, put we, it we, a whole lot of weight. I, th- I think we can table that, because yeah, we spent a, a good amount of time talking about MSQ. Um, mm-hmm. For me, the the skeleton was big robots go explodey. I, I well, that part of it was was okay. It was everything else that uh, that really Which you got find me. out next week. Two weeks, sorry. Well, it's on Phoenix Town Radio, we might have to table it for a month because <laughs> the because talking true, we're, we're gonna have way too much to talk about Fan Fest on the next oh, episode. Fine, so. then you can find it in four weeks on Phoenix Town Radio. Tune in next time. <laughs> it's like two weeks, but plus two. It's a high quality version. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll table Sora of Whirlit. Um, thoughts on Yorha, Dark Apocalypse? I played it. It exists. Hack the Gibson! I just, it's... <laughs> I don't know. I think I had the same problem that a lot of people did where I was so excited for the first raid and the music was incredible and the fights were incredible and it was such a cool experience. And the second one was just. And then this third one, I'm going to be real. I kind of thought I should play it again this afternoon before the show to remember it because I honestly played through it and can't even tell you what the hell happened. I mean, you you fight the, the monster from Kingdom Hearts. There's robots, I guess. Um, the story then is... Then there's Hansel and Grail. Yeah. The, the story doesn't make a lot of sense. No. Unless you've played uh, Nier, I guess. It makes more Yoko sense Taro, to... we love you. Thank you for your contributions to Final Fantasy XIV. You're done now, and you can go play your own game, because not a lot of us played it. Okay, the, I, I like the fights and the mechanics. They were great. I'm still learning some of the mechanics in, in, in the third... Uh, raid. There are still th- some things that get me. Um, when you're fighting the the, the red girl and you and mm-hmm. you have to go yeah. in and do the whole little shooty ship thing, that's awesome. Yeah, that part is amazing. Where you just have to you hit two buttons, you change your color, and you, and you and you fire things t- so you can damage things and then not take damage from other things. That was genius. I loved it. I like that they gave us a mini game inside of the game. 
That was fun. Yeah. And and like I said, but story wise, yeah, over my I, head. I'm sorry. I'm just like, it's a robot girl. It's a different robot girl because she has a different letter and a different number and a different color dress, even though she looks and acts basically exactly the same. And I'm just like, I don't care. Was and here's my question: Was Anog actually a, a dwarf, or was she a robot the whole time? I think she was a dwarf, and then she died, and now then she got replaced by a robot replica. Mm-hmm. See, and I, I, it's what I initially had thought, but it's like, it had me thinking, was she ever really a, a, a real dwarf? Yeah. You know what I mean, though? At some point, a very, very long time ago. Yeah, a long time ago. Like, but not during the story. No. No, not during the story. And is is Konog a real dwarf? I mean, we'll probably find that out through the weekly MSQ quests. Which also doesn't make much sense. No. No. I I like I've the dwarf. I tried to play near, and it just was not interesting to me. I was like, nah, I'm not really interested in this style of combat mm-hmm. and this style of game. Which meant that there was this whole big chunk of 14 that doesn't really resonate. Fair. And it's it's the same issue with like I really do not like Yokai Watch. Thankfully, the Yokai Watch bits were not super relevant for like needing to know anything about the show or about the games or about whatever. For Garo, everybody was like, "Cool, I'm a lion," and I'm sitting here like, "It's Tokusatsu, and there's metal heroes, and it's adult <laughs> themed." It's like this is the same problem: is that none of you motherfuckers watched Garo, so nobody cares except me. And then here, here, it's and it's beautiful and i'm just like nice it's a white dress can we move on please i'm skipping cutscenes. i honestly didn't care about anybody in the story uh it sucked because i, miss, I know the, i missed I out with, i was the same with the evilist raids so i didn't care at all about that i was the only raid i've been tempted to skip the story so, for for me i always i've noticed that for the 24 man raids i love crystal tower because i liked three and i didn't give a shit about the sky pirate demons in the sky thing that they clearly had two halves of a story and stuck them together and hoped for the best i love the shit out of ivalice because i liked tactics advance and tactics advance 2 a lot and then this one i was like oh good so historically i wasn't going to care about this one but also historically and walker 24 man is supposed to be really good in theory, if it's we also follow supposed the to be original to yeah. fourteen. I, I am expecting Void Dark to be um, MSQ mandatory though with six point More than likely, probably. Yeah. I think that's what they're going to start. Because let's be real, who's going to run Void Dark yeah. at this point? I, I, I try to avoid Void Dark as much as possible. The gear isn't that interesting. The story isn't that interesting. The characters are cool. If you didn't have to do the raid and you just got the Sky Pirate half of the story, it'd be great. Yeah, that part of the story was cool, but you know, it, it, everything else is kind of me. We're Sky Pirates. We're Sky Pirates. There's this awesome, cool stuff that we're doing. Let's go to hell. What? <laughs> we're going to Event Horizon hey. the ship, and you're going to get leather gear inside Event Horizon the ship and look like a pirate when you leave, and you're going to fight Satan. And you're like, uh, hey, at no. least you got to do a Kamehameha battle with Diablos. That, okay. That, that, yes, that was probably the the the, the only <laughs> saving grace of, of that is is that the Diablos fight was pretty cool. I think Void Arc also well, the, all three of them like there's it was at a point in the game 
where they knew that there was so much else going on in the MSQ with the Dragon Song War, with fighting against everybody else. Like, we had so much going on that they're like, we could phone this shit in and nobody cares because it didn't matter as much as what was going on in the MSQ. Fair. Remember when we used to fire succubus at succubus as part of the raid? Yeah, that made... Because the boss the- wasn't finished yet. It made no uh. sense! And then they threw in Proto Ultima. Which, by the way, you can still fight the succubus in that, uh, in that raid. Continue speaking. As long as nobody in the um, raid has the quest for Proto Ultima, he won't spawn. Are you serious? From what I've remembered hearing, hmm. yeah. Oh my god. All right, I need 23 people on Discord on Tuesday morning. We got a thing to try. (sighs) Anyway, yeah. uh, So as far as the near raids, they were good. Artistically, fun. Fight mechanics, cool. Music, Bringing people who've never played near into the world to see what it was, to like spark our interest. Fantastic. Actual raid series average well I, I i would say i enjoy the raids probably they're probably my second favorite um evil east was my favorite ones overall and i would say mm-hmm. these are below that and just underneath that would be crystal tower mm-hmm. um i i think that the near raids are, are a little bit better than than the crystal tower ones maybe it's just because we've run them so often and I think we've still, been running Crystal and, Tower for six years and we're and, just over it. And there's still a challenge involved with the near raids. Yes. The story though, like I said, I just I'm I'm 100 percent lost. It doesn't interest me really. Um it, it's not doing its job of uh trying to bring me into play near automata or replicant one point whatever number that new uh remake is, but I did notice that the remake had a lot of the people that played the original near very excited, mm-hmm. but if, it if, didn't, if you like the game, cool. Exactly. But it didn't bring new people in. Well, cause it's a remake. It's a, what's your remake slash remaster of the original. Yeah. Okay, of the but, version that we didn't get in the U S right. Yeah. But like persona five Royal created new players. The final fantasy seven remake created new players. The remaster for Final Fantasy VIII created new players. Because all of those are big-name games. Nier is a very loud, small audience. Well, there's, those are really big. I mean, Persona got quite big Persona 4. Yeah. So, and they've got Sega behind that. True. So, And I mean, they're true. on their fifth, plus now they have a, a Musou-based game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which that would... I, Final I would Fantasy is... is is Final Fantasy. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you, uh, Final the 7 remake is is going to be just as much of a cash cow for the the company as 14 has been. Mhm. Yeah. So I mean, we've got at least two more um remake games to come plus however many DLC pieces plus however many spin-offs that might come out of that as well. So that's going to bring in a lot of new people because, you know, as we're getting, you know, we played this game over 20 years ago. So we're going to be bringing Mm -hmm. our kids 
into playing Final Fantasy VII Remake. Mm-hmm. And then they're, they're going to show their friends about it. And so, yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be one of those things that, it, yeah, there's going to be a lot of new people into that. But yet Nier doesn't have the fan base quite yet. It is large of a fan base. I mean, they have a very adamant and loyal fan base. And there's a lot of people who chili love. hit it on the head. Yeah. Small and loud. Yeah. Sure. Small and loud. Sure. Like a dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> and other thoughts that you guys have on patch 5.5 everything else is mechanics driven and I already talked about it two weeks ago little tiny quality of life pieces here and there and everywhere that has made life a little bit easier um, it definitely feels like we got a lot of like little small updates to like the UI housing looks kind of cool I'm seeing some new items around Market board prices shifted really, really hard on a lot of the materials in this level tier. This rem- so rem- fun. reminds me of um, I forgot all about this, but they have the um, the gill sink mounts. Yeah, you guys heard about those? Mm-mm. The twenty five million and the fifty million, the reskin Namazu and the scream mount. Yeah. 25 million gil will buy you a a golden uh, serpent of ronca mount. Or, or you F- could buy it and put it on the market board and sell it for more. And people have bought them. Why? I saw someone buy the 25 million gil mount for 49 million gil. Why? Dude, Klaus, remember how every time new bait comes out, a shit ton of people literally death jump run to go to an npc to buy a bunch of bait to death warp back and sell it for five times the cost because people because want people, it now and, and they don't know where hours. to get it or they, they don't want to research it you're yeah it's yeah laziness we've been doing, this is how we have multiple commas in our bank accounts my dude do not argue well that just, just profit just playing the game too so but yeah and, and then the golden uh um What's it called? Uh, the uh, what do they call it? The Makoshi that you fly yeah, around it. and uh, it it shoots off Gil as you're flying. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> so to buy the two, it's seventy five million Gil. I don't think I'm going to be buying those here for in, anytime soon. I think I only have like thirty million Gil I mean, at this point. I could. I I'm I I think I have a hundred and. 20 or so mil in, in the in the free company chest right now that I've put away, but I just still don't think I'm going to sp- there's still the possibility I'm, maybe we want to buy a, a, a house in Ishgard. I don't know. I mean, if they made the mounts different mounts, then the maybe. they're just reskinned. It, it's, Agreed. They're it's, just reskinned. It's literally just make it rain, you know, in mount form. Yeah. It's the ten thousand yeah. dollar iPhone app. Eh. That's all it is. It's 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 epeen. A little bit. Yeah. It's cool, I guess. I just wish they would give us something new that I could spend my MGP on. I'm almost at cap. <laughs> That's I'm a lot of MGP. Not, if you need to send it to me, because I honestly like don't really use MGP for I wish anything. I could, but the thing is, it's all yeah. individual. You know, I, I can't share I any of that shit. I have 200,000 MGP, and I don't have any mounts. 
and I have 9.5 million and I have all the mounts, all the minions, all the, the cards I think that I can buy. I need to spend it more. I mean, are you like crazy good at Lords of Verminion or do you just <laughs> you disappoint me? I haven't actually the played. Sadness. Lord... I haven't played Lords of Verminion in a very, very long time. And I only got through Mahjong the... Master. I haven't touched Mahjong. I think I'm still negative uh, points <clears throat> on that. I used to be really, really good at uh, um, Anyway, the Wind Blows and uh, um, the uh, Air Force One, you were good at for a long time. Oh yeah, Air Force One's real easy to get good at. But uh, I had a couple of good runs on the um, the one with uh, um, Yojimbo. Oh, Slice yeah. is right. You can get I've a lot of MGP for that. Slice is right yeah. is just basically straight random. It's hard. Mm -hmm. I've never beaten it. I think I got like sixteen thousand MGP for beating it once because I I picked up. Uh, I, I got lucky and got the doubler. You know, you mm -hmm. either get, you know, nothing, the doubler, or uh, the dog that knocks you mm -hmm. off. And then I got yeah. some uh, MGP from the, before he, as he was, as Daigro was jumping across. So yeah, I had a, just a ton. And then you get like, yeah, 8,000 or something like that for, for beating it. So. so then you doubled that to 16. That's actually yeah. not too shabby. No, and then did a whole bunch of uh, chocobo racing for a while. That'll do it. Chocobo racing is a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, I, I have... So, I, I'm still trying to get the perfect chocobos, though. I stopped for a while, but I, I, for a while there, I was really going at it. Anyway, uh, hopefully we'll get more stuff uh, for the Gold Saucer in, like, 5.5.5 and... Uh, definitely well, we've got to make it rain event eventually, so... <sighs> That's true. That's true. Well, we though for those who didn't weren't didn't get the hairstyle from before, it's back now for five thousand yeah. MGP. So you can have hair like me in in game. Still, my favorite hairstyle, honestly. The upper pony. Yeah, the the, the pineapple top. Pineapple ponytail with the forward swoop. Yep, uh, Minago's hair. She's got the she's got the same hairstyle. Yeah. But no, I, I really, I, it's, I like it. it. It looks, I think it looks good on my character, and I think it looks good on a lot of character types. Yeah. But yeah, uh, hopefully we get some more stuff like that in uh, Gold Sauce. That's the only thing I'm really looking forward to for more stuff, because like, I'm really looking forward to what the big thing that they bring in at 6.0. Maybe we'll get uh, an announcement of that in two weeks, huh? Ooh, yeah. That'd be pretty neat. Here's a thing that costs 5 million Blitzball. MGP. A giant Blitzball Arena. <laughs> <laughs> Giant Blitzball Arena for your house. Yeah, that'd be fucking sweet. That actually would be sick. I would totally have one of those. Yeah, would, would you grind 5 million MGP to get it? Maybe. That'd be cool. Maybe. I'm on fun, I'm on fun employment. Let's go. Alright, anything Let's else go. you guys want to discuss? Yes. So we actually had some, uh, some chatter in the lobby of our Discord for the first time in a while, which was cool. Uh, bow. Throw the Discord link up in the chat. Uh, from Nuwadha Kat Heisinch. I cannot pronounce that at all. Um, talking about returning players kind of getting lost in the sauce and having just so much stuff to do and kind of being lost on where to get started. We all have our different thoughts. 
obviously we've said many, many, many times this game is huge. Pick a thing you want to do and do it. You'll eventually find your way to other stuff. There's a lot going on. If you want to be a housing guru, go for it. If you want to play market board the game, go for it. If all you want to do is craft and gather, go for it. But by and large, the way to unlock stuff and find things and enjoy the story is to play through main scenario. And once you're through that, regardless of what job you're picking and how you're playing it, that's going to get you access to all the new cities, all the new towns, all the more people, all the more quests, and all of the stuff that we're so passionate about, you find just by playing the story. As far as picking a job, this is not like WoW or Black Desert or any other style of MMO where you pick a job and that's your job. And if you want a different job, you need to make another character and you start at level one with a sharp stick and a t-shirt and you figure it out <laughs> here. You get to put down your staff and pick up an ax. You get to put down your ax and pick up a shovel. You get to put down your shovel and pick up a lance and you get to be all of these roles at once. Pick anything. It straight up does not matter. You will be that thing for 10 levels. It will 10 levels will be about 35 minutes of gameplay. I'm not exaggerating. After that, grab every job in your starting city. Try every single one of them out. You'll have a crafter. You'll have a gatherer. You'll have two or three jobs. Try them all out. See what works for you. And if you're on Hyperion or if you're on Primal, you can jump around and join us on Hyperion and find us on the Discord. And there's a pretty high chance one of us will run with you and help you get started with gear and figuring out where to go. Uh, so if we do have any new players listening to the podcast or that are live with us here on Twitch, message us. Hang out with us. We like hanging out with you guys. Also, from 5.58, data center travel should be available too. Mm-hmm. Yep, so we'll see. Well, they, they haven't really specified how all that's going to work, but I have a feeling we're going to learn more in two weeks. Yeah, Probably. all I remember is um, you have to physically log out the game to data center travel. Hmm, interesting. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I remember that there were some issues with people who had uh, um, were world visiting, and then the patch happened, and they were stuck. Do you remember those stories, guys? Yep. I think Luna was I remember one of them that, that was stuck. And then we had to try to send people back, or we had to like roll back characters, or do all kinds of weird stuff. It was awful. I'm hoping that doing this with the, with a data center transfer doesn't cause any other types of issues like that. So, do you remember? I believe it was Heart Gold Soul Silver Pokemon on the DS came with a little tiny pedometer thing shaped like a Pokeball called the Pokewalker. Yeah, I remember that. You could RFID it to your DS, and what it would do is it would send your Pokemon on a walk to the Pokewalker. And what it would do is it would remove the code from that Poke or deactivate the code from that Pokemon off of your save file so you could continue to play on your DS. Mm -hmm. And then your Pokewalker would have access to all the relevant pieces of data. Once you were done with your Pokemon being on its walk, you would RFID it back. It would reactivate the code inside your game ROM. And it would add whatever information the Pokewalker attained to that Pokemon. However, because it was a pedometer, because people were putting it in their shoes, because it was a kid's toy, because it was the size of a 50 cent piece, they went, well, what do we do with this thing if it gets lost? 
So that's when you could just get rid of the Pokewalker and say, hey, I've lost my Pokemon. And it'll say, well, don't worry, you're its trainer. It found its way back to you. And the game would reactivate your code. So you would have the Pokemon saved from before it went on a walk. So you didn't actually lose anything. Mm -hmm. I feel like we're going to do something similar here because characters are just data. We can lock a character in place in one spot, take that copy, move it from data center to data center, set it on a Pokewalker journey, bring it back to your home data center, and then reline them up. And just like we do in Photoshop, notice all changes, change everything to newest version, and then that's the version that you log in with. No, yeah, I, I that's see a that. lot to explain for we're going to make a copy of your character and you're playing as the copy until you get it back. But that's going to be the easy way. I don't know how they're doing it, but that would be the easy way to do it. Easy being in very, very hard air quotes. Yeah, it, it could cause some issues, but, you know, anytime you have data going across a network like that, there's always a chance of loss. But there's that's why there's mm -hmm. backups of backups of backups of backups. Oh, yeah. Our characters have redundancy yeah. all over the place for sure. So. What did y'all think the lodestone was like? Seriously. <laughs> Literally dump the inventory, gave you all of your job levels and the gear that you had on when you logged out and a couple million gil. Like, we can get most of your shit back. It's not ideal, but it is possible. You won't lose everything. No, you sh and, and like I said, they're making, they're constantly backing things up as well, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, like I said, in, if okay. there's things that you guys want to, uh, us to talk about, you know, we generally have not really delved deeply into, um, how to's or um you know teaching people how to you know either play as a certain class or do a certain type of uh, um, crafter or gatherer but if you're interested in uh finding out more about things you know we can definitely point you in the right direction there are a lot of creators out there who are great at uh explaining those things um or if there's something you want to kind of get our take on, just ask. Um, you can hit up us up in the Discord server, or you can uh, always email us, podcast.feedingstarradio.com, or you can hit us up on Twitter at PHXDNRadio, and uh, ask your questions, and we'll do what we can to help you out. So. And about my favorite thing to this patch was the fact that Yoshi P seems to like my podcast because we got both Nando's outfit and a seagull. So thank you, Yoshi P. You do like being a giant chicken, don't you? I mean, it's the Nando's logo. He's a giant chicken! Does anybody else hey. have the whole Chicken Boo vibe with him? Oh, I absolutely... <laughs> Bannon and I were singing the Chicken Boo song the entire time. So thanks, Yoshi P. <sighs> and on that bombshell, that's going to do it for this episode, guys. If you liked what you heard, make sure to like, subscribe, or follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, YouTube, or whatever your preferred podcatcher is. And if possible, leave us a rating or review. It helps us to know how we're doing, as well as helps other people find our podcast. Um, if you really dig the show, you can consider subscribing here at twitch.tv slash phoenixdownradio, where we do this show live every other Saturday. Um, by subscribing here, you get access to a number of uh, badges and emotes. And uh, 
It's a lot of fun. Or you can go out to our patreon.com slash phoenix down radio page, like our benevolent overlord Aurori Fenrir, and support us there. Um, all the proceeds we get go towards growing the show, covers things like hosting costs, uh, gear, um, new upgrades, like uh, Tala's got new headphones. How are they working, by the way? Outstanding. Um, stuff like that. Um, but uh, it... it and we want to try and do some fun stuff as well. We have a milestone coming up pretty soon in about six episodes. We'll be at 150. About 150. Oh my god! Right. I I was wondering why the the Twitch said episode 14. Does it, does it say 14? I thought it said 144. Did I, did I screw nah, it up? Nah, dude. It says episode 14. Woohoo! I screwed up pretty bad. <laughs> Good news, everyone. We did it. <laughs> I, 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 del- I must have deleted the three and forgot to put the new four in. Eh, it Oopsies. We'll fix it next time. Um, but uh, any kind of support, whether it's uh, likes, retweets, emails, donations, subscriptions, whatever, we really appreciate that because we love in- uh, interacting with you guys and, and hanging out with you. If you want to catch up on the 13 other episodes on <laughs> 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 our backlog of podcasts, actually 143 plus episodes. I think we actually are over 150 episodes now, or damn close, but um, some of those are yeah. specials. Um, you can go to our website, phoenixstarmradio.com. Uh, I guess if you have questions or suggestions, you can email us, podcast at phoenixstarmradio.com. And you can uh, hit us up out on Twitter at PHXDN Radio. So, Chili, as you are our guest, do you have any shout outs, sir? Uh, I'd like to shout out to Klaus and Talon for having me on. I mean, Talon, sorry. Sorry, I'm tired. Sleepy. <laughs> it, it, is, it is very late for you, Chili, and I understand. And I thank you so much for, for, uh, for your time and your, uh, your lack of sleep in joining us today. But now, shout out to everyone in the chat. It's been a while. Hope you're doing well. Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me uh, MG underscore Chili. You can find me on Twitch over at Moogle Girl Around Radio. Um, we just reached our five years of streaming last week, so congratulations! Yay! Thank you. Yeah, because you guys um, started up shortly after we did. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, Time flies, huh? It I sure does. <laughs> Time is irrelevant. But thank you so much for filling in, Chili. I really do appreciate it, uh, especially on the short notice. Um, yeah, it was like two hours ago. Oh, three. <laughs> Not three hours from now, because that's when we started the podcast, but three hours before the podcast. That was a little bit before that, wasn't it? Uh, Fine, we made it. But we, we, we got you here, and, we, and, and it was nice to have you on the show again. Thank you so much for, for, for filling in. Appreciate it. Talas? That's us. So, my shout-outs, uh, I'm going to go to Nuadha Kathasinj, or however the hell you pronounce your name. <laughs> uh, thank that. you for uh, bringing in some in- some cool thoughts and feelings into the chat. Also, shout-outs to Yoda El Grande, who has a rad name. Um, shout-outs to Nando's for existing in British Columbia, and someday when That's the sweet. border is open, I get to go and try them. Woo! And Chili, you get a food reaction video from that at some point. Awesome. Uh, yeah, if you want to find me, I am on TikTok and on Instagram at Marvelous Tofu. Uh, I post pictures of cars and food. 
And uh, if that's not your jam, too bad. I do what I want. It's his TikTok, and he'll do what he wants. I made ramen today as a video. Nice. Screw you guys. I'm going to do what I want. Uh, shout outs to Chili for, for, for filling in on short notice again. Thank you so much. Uh, shout out to Talas for... Uh, uh, for upgrading your your MacBook in the before we started for this finally <laughs> installing that damn OS. It needed to be done, needed, but it, it 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 could have done it at a better time. I, I hope. wish. Now you know to to turn your laptop on like the night before, just to make sure everything is good to go. <laughs> Shout out to True. to everybody who understood and uh, is still here uh, watching us tonight at, live at twitch.tv Star Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for everybody who's listening out on the podcast. I really do appreciate every one of you. Um, come join us live sometime. It is actually a lot of fun. Um, I think um, uh, we haven't scared too many people off, so. <laughs> um, we'll get there. Shout out to uh, the, the, the taco truck that uh, was at the brewery today. Um, uh, what was it? Uh, Taqueria del Buen Pastor. They do some amazing Al Pastor tacos. So good. It's so good. And I have no idea what that is. It is a, uh, a, a, a marinated pork that is cooked okay. on a vertical rotisserie. Mm-hmm. And, okay. uh, it's like a bad meat. Kind Basically, of, yeah. but it, it, with a lot of uh, <laughs> um, uh, Mexican spices, lots of uh, chilies and uh, Mexican oregano and uh, a whole bunch of really tasty, tasty stuff. And then they slice okay. it and they put it on these tiny little corn tortillas with uh, a little bit of uh, um, radish and some onion. And if you like the stuff, they have cilantro and some, some uh, avocado. Oh, they were so good. Excellent stuff. Um, and they're like a dollar, uh, they depending were, on where uh, you go. It was two. These were were two fifty each, but uh, yours are loaded with stuff. Yeah, I mean, depending depending where you go, yeah, a lot of times you can get those you know tacos for you know buck two bucks. But when it's quality though, it, it's worth it. They make a really good guacamole too. Little little strong on on the uh, cilantro, but then again, I am not a fan of cilantro. But shout out shout to out them. To tacos. Yeah, shout out to tacos and people who make them well. And you can... I have never eaten a taco. <laughs> okay, <laughs> when you when you come over next time, Chili, we're gonna take you to Taco Bell just because, and then we're gonna find a yeah. really good Mexican restaurant and we're gonna take you there. We do have Taco Bell in England, by the way. I mean, Taco Bell—it's not anything to to write home about, but uh, I mean, I suppose it's, it's not like you. With the the what it was the bacon that you guys you don't have Wendy's over there right? No, but we're gonna get them this year supposedly, and um, Jack in the Box I think it was. I still have never been to Jack in the Box. We don't have them in this area, so. But shout outs to Baconators. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> shout outs to Rails, which we don't fucking follow. Like that's no, because we go shout off them all the time. Shout outs. And you can, welcome everyone. This is because I'm on. And you can find me at on, on uh, Twitter at phxdn underscore klauss. So for our guest host and uh, returning friend Chili, for Talas, for uh, Sarah, who is uh, hopefully feeling much better soon. We uh, love you, sir. I am Klaus Nightbringer. Wishing everybody a wonderful evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Take care. 
Phoenix Down Radio is a production of PhoenixDownRadio.com and Illusion Productions. Final Fantasy XIV and Eorzea are trademarks of Square Enix. In-game content for Phoenix Down Radio is a copyright of Square Enix. Over to music for Phoenix Down Radio is provided by Guilty Gear Rocky. Check out the Metal Choke War theme cover and many other music videos at YouTube.com slash Guilty Gear Rocky. Closing music for this episode is provided by Guitar Wanker 90. Please check out their full version of Matoya's Cave and other rock video game covers at YouTube.com slash Guitar Wanker 90. The views and opinions expressed in this episode are those of Phoenix Down Radio and its hosts and do not reflect the views of Square Enix.